On today's episode of the Enneagram Mom podcast, we'll be talking about the strengths of each Enneagram number. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, It means the world to me every time someone tags me that they're listening or they send me a message. Like, really, it means so much to me because my whole goal with this podcast is that everyone can become a little bit more self-aware of what they can do to make their lives a little bit better. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of those really positive strengths that you have in each Enneagram. I know I've covered some last time it was the stress and how hard it can be to be your Enneagram number. But today I really wanted to talk about those strengths that come from being your number. Because when you really use your strength, whether you are a small business owner or you're a mom or you're just trying to find the best in life, you using those strengths makes you even more connected to yourself. And you're actually able to take things off your plate that you normally would keep because you're like, you know what, that doesn't align with my strength. I'm going to use my strengths to make me the best I can possibly be. So I'm going to start with the Enneagram one today and their strengths. The Enneagram ones are so detail oriented. It is definitely a strength to have. They can definitely see what needs to be done and they get it done. And they like to have this list to make things happen. In fact, like they often might be like serious people, but it makes their heart so happy to have things organized and to have things refined. They also have a strong sense of improvement, not only for themselves, but for their entire world around them. So they're constantly looking for ways to improve the world and ways to improve the situations that they are in. Type ones have a very strong moral compass, and so they want to influence those around them to be their best selves. They're very, very strong-minded, but they're able to accomplish all that they need to. Enneagram twos have the incredible strength to be able to see and feel what other people need around them. They are very easily able to read a room and help people feel heard and understood. They love to connect with others because they are warm, friendly, and extremely sensitive. They are so giving and generous, and so they are able to reach out to those that are lost or feel alone or even that random stranger that they can see needs some extra help. Enneagram twos also have the ability to see what needs to be done and be able to just jump in. They will look around them and go, oh my goodness, she's doing dishes by herself. Let me hurry and help her do these. So they know when things need to be done and accomplished and they can jump in and help. The Enneagram 3 strength lies in their multitasking and focusing. When they have an idea or something in mind, not only will they decide to go for it, they decide to go for it with their full heart and they are focused and driven. They can cast a vision on what needs to be done and make it happen. They're constantly determined to achieve the life that they want and they want those around them to achieve as well. 
Enneagram fours have a deep connection to this world and to themselves. They see, feel, and experience things deeply, and they can experience and express their creative magic through different ideas, whether it's painting, um, writing words, being able to move their body, graphic design, baking, um, their appearance. They might be makeup artists. It just, they see the world in such a unique and beautiful way, and they're able to share it with the rest of us. They kind of are the voice of our souls. They see things and they express their ways with depth and intuition. They are extremely sincere and they want everyone to feel creative and connected to their own emotions. Enneagram fives are clearly analytical, but one of the best things they can do is they can take a step back and they can clearly assess a situation and they don't get their emotions or other people's opinions involved. They're not exactly people pleasers um, because they truly want to see the situation and an objective sort of way. They teach us how to live in this like middle space. They're not impulsive. They're extremely responsible and they are, they can be open-minded to the different possibilities that could happen in this world. Enneagram sixes are a safe place, especially when they're healthy. They are loyal and committed. They want the world to feel safe and supported. And so they continue to create this warm, comforting place for people to feel that comfort. They will advocate for those that they need to advocate for, and they will stand up for those that need to be stood up for. They're wise and trustworthy. They are the champions of the people, and they will stand for those that they need to be seen. They see things that might happen and make sure that the world can be a safer place because of seeing all the possibilities. The Enneagram 7's ability to see the world in a positive light is such a strong point. They are optimists. They have such a compassion and connection to people to be able to connect to them and share with them this optimism. They can see the best in everything and everyone and in every situation. They can create the lives that they always wanted. They're generous and carefree, and they have this adventurous spirit that gifts them and brings them joy to everyone around them. They live with such light, and they can quickly handle any problem that might arise. Enneagram 8s are the protectors of the world. They see who needs to be taken care of and just take care of them. They want to make sure that everyone is seen and they want to make sure justice is served. They're passionate and they put their energy and attention into making the humans around them feel cared and valued and competent and seen. So if you are an 8, you are lean into your protective self. That what makes that's what makes you even stronger. You are the type that would stand up for those that need to be stood up for. The, those that are normally not seen as valuable, you can see the value in them. Enneagram nines are graceful. They are tender. They have a way to be able to see everyone's perspective and they understand it. They love to encourage others and they want everyone to be happy around them. They are often the people that if they are a leader or in a leadership 
position, they can be a positive strength in their connection with others. They want people to feel safe and they want people to feel welcome. They want people to feel understood and they give that sense by being a great listening ear. So I'd love to know what strengths you think you have, or if you have a friend that's an Enneagram or your husband's an Enneagram, always look at what word you come up with and you're describing them. Um, even like with your children, when you're trying to figure out their Enneagram types, really look at them and go, oh, what's the word that I use to describe them? I actually remember before I figured out that my Enneagram 7 son was an Enneagram 7 that I used to always call him my adventurer. He was always looking for an adventure. He's an Enneagram 7 for sure. Also with my three-year-old that I'm pretty sure is a type nine, I'm not positive, but I remember the words I always used with him were easygoing. He was my easygoing, just chill baby. He wanted everybody to feel comfortable around him. And he still is that. That's why I truly believe he might be an Enneagram nine. So really look at those words that you're using with each of the people around you. Um, and the words that you're also looking for yourself. Often people tell me, I wish I was as motivated as you. Okay. That's like, seriously, that comes in through my DMS all the time. I wish I was as motivated as you. That's literally my Enneagram type is motivated. I'm a type three. I'm extremely motivated. So look at what you have and your strengths and use them to your advantage because maybe you don't have motivation, but maybe you have creativity. Maybe you don't have motivation, but you have incredible um, reliability and dependability with those around you. Look at your strengths and start to use them because that's what they're right there for. Okay, so I wanted to do something fun today. I wanted to do the Harry Potter in Enneagram. So Harry Potter is one of my favorite shows. If you don't love it, that's totally okay. Um, it's one of my favorite shows. I read the books with my um, my grandpa before he passed away. In fact, my middle child, his name is Jameson Glenn, um, which Jameson means son of James, which being Harry Potter, I felt so cool. And um Glenn is my grandfather that I read these Harry Potter books with before he passed away. So I have a lot of connection to Harry Potter. It means a lot to me. Um, it actually, I think, helped me through a lot of my trauma growing up and helped me see what like real friends and connections could be like. So Harry Potter has so much to me or means so much to me, but I kind of wanted to go through each Enneagram type and talk about the strengths with that come with each of these Enneagrams through Harry Potter. All right. So if we start with type one, so the type ones in Harry Potter are Hermione Granger and Minerva McGonagall. And so if you look at them, if you look at their strengths, they have the directiveness and the decisiveness to make of how to handle situations. They get inside their heads and they go, okay, this is what needs to be done. And they make things happen. They're extremely organized. They have high standards, not only for themselves, but for those around them. Um, they have very much perfectionist tendencies and are seen as rule followers. So often Hermione would be like, oh my gosh, we could get kicked out of school. That would be the worst thing ever. Um, that is very much a characteristic of 
a type one. Um, they want to follow those rules and they truly don't understand why everyone else wouldn't want to follow the rules around them. But this is such a great trait to have. This is definitely not a negative thing. So those are the type ones. So really look at them if you're looking towards some strengths of the Enneagram. All right, type threes in the Harry Potter world. Okay, so these definitely would not be um, the healthiest numbers. Um, so if you're a type three, I'm a type three. So I'm right there with you. That I'm like, oh, I wish there was better type threes in the Harry Potter world. But we've got Draco Malfoy, Fleur Delacour, Tom Riddle and Rita Seeker. And so if you're looking at these types, they definitely have some unhealthy characteristics. But Draco Malfoy, he is very, very into his looks. He wants to impress people for what he looks like. And he's very ambitious. So he doesn't just want to be like, good. He wants to be the best at things. So he wants to be different than the other ones around him as well. Um, and that includes Fleur Delacour. Um, she wants to be the best and she is very, um, I guess, concerned about what she looks like to those around her. All right. And then we look at Tom Riddle. So we got Voldemort, um, he who must not be named. His goal was to be the best. And I mean, it was to be the best at being the worst, but it was a real thing. And then we got Rita Seeker. Image was everything. And she could twist it and charm her way to make whatever situation be her. So take some of those and make them positive because I need some positive Enneagram 3s in Harry Potter world. Enneagram 4s. Oh, I love Enneagram 4s. You guys are so fun. Okay, so Enneagram 4s are Severus Snape, Luna Lovegood, and Silbil Trelawney. Okay, I hope I sit. Sibyl, Sibyl, I can't even say it now. I promise I've read these a million times, but of course I go to say it in a microphone and I can't say it. Anyways, um, so these are the types um, that love to kind of be themselves. They're unique and sometimes they withdraw to protect themselves and protect their image, but they're also okay with just being themselves. So if you look at Snape, Snape um, held back a lot of who he was. Um, he's definitely got the wing five in him. So he's got that logical um, type in him, um, but he very much hid a lot of who he was. Um, then we've got Luna, who is often described as the creative, just unique type four. I love her to death, her character. I love that she gets to be who she is. Um, no apologies. And then Trelawney, um, she is definitely a four. She's very unique. She's strange, um, but she's very, very unique. And she has a very fun personality and is okay with totally being herself. Enneagram fives in Harry Potter. So this would be Albus Dumbledore and Arthur Weasley. So Enneagram fives are the type of people that are the observers. Um, they also are great leaders because they are so logical and analytical. Um, they want to pass their knowledge to others and they're always asking questions and curious about things. So I, these two fit so perfectly into this. So we got Albus Dumbledore. He is definitely a wing four. So he comes with that unique sense of self and he feels himself very deeply, um, but he wants to pass that knowledge to to others and he truly deeply cares for others where that wing comes in. Arthur Weasley is with a wing six. Um, 
He is so much fun. He's always curious. He's always looking for more things. He wants to understand the world around him. So he he's just a really fun Enneagram 5. All right, Enneagram 6. So we've got Ron Weasley, Bellatrix Lestrange, and Ala- Alastair Moody. Alastair Moody. Did I say that right? I hope so. Okay, so Ron Weasley, um, he is definitely the loyalist. Okay, so really, I've talked about this quite a lot. So he's a six with a wing seven. So that is the exact same as Chandler Bing. You can actually see a lot of similar characteristics, but they look for this kind of worst case scenario. And I'll tell you in shows, they highlight this more often. And that's why it's easier to see. Um, Whereas maybe sixes aren't like total, like, I don't really think worst case scenario, but they show often in TV shows and in movies. So Ron is loyal to a T. He can get kind of moody sometimes and be very concerned about his image. If you think about it, when a six is in stress, they go to a three behavior, which means that they are very image obsessed and yeah, they become a very unhealthy three, which Ron does often because he's in his teenagers. Um, but he's loyal. He cares about the world around him. Um, so we got Bella's tricks Lestrange. So she is extremely loyal to Voldemort. Okay. And she's got that wing seven with the world around her where she wants things to be fun and lively. But if you look at all three of them, so Ron Weasley, Bellatrix, and Alice, Alice, Alastair Moody, I just call him Moody. Um, I'm like, I would read his name, but he was always moody to me. Um, They all have this worst case scenario. What could possibly happen that could make things go wrong in this situation? But they were all extremely loyal to their cause and to their people. And they would stand up for things that they thought were supposed to be done correctly. Enneagram seven. So this would be Fred and George Weasley, James Potter, and Nymphadora Tonks. So these are are the fun ones. I'm like, literally, Fred and George made a joke shop. I mean, if that's not like Enneagram Enneagram 7 fun. They also always make the positive in all situations. If you'll notice throughout all of it, they would have something come up and they'd be like, we're going to make the best of this situation. And they make things fun. Um, James Potter, so Harry Potter's father, was the same way. Things like to be fun and lively. And Nymphadora Tonks, is she, she just sees the exciting side of the world. She definitely has a wing eight, I would say, as well. All right, so we are on to Enneagram 8s in the Harry Potter world. And this is Ginny Weasley, who I love and adore, and Sirius Black. So they both have wing seven. So they definitely have that playful side, but they fight for the underdogs. If you notice, like Ginny and Sirius make sure that if those that can't stand up for themselves, they stand up for them. They are very strong willed. They will speak their mind and tell you how it is and are Oh, they're, they're just, they're someone you definitely want on your side. Enneagram nines. So that would be Harry Potter, Remus Lupin, and Navelle Longbottom. Navelle, Navelle, Navelle. I said that right, right? I always question myself. Anyways, so Harry Potter's definitely got that wing eight, but Harry Potter is very, very, very much a peaceful. He wants things to be peaceful and non-contentious. If you notice, he always ends up being like the middle ground between Hermione and Ron um, because he doesn't want to, he wants to avoid conflict at all costs. But 
he will step into that wing eight when he needs to be in conflict or he will do things that he needs to do. So we've also got Lupin and Longbottom, and they are some of my favorite characters because they like to keep the things peaceful and keep the world in a peaceful place, but they also get things done. They get things done and they grow, especially as they grow in strength and grow in their characters. You'll see a lot of that um, healthier behaviors of a nine where they may not, um, they may try to avoid uh, contention at all costs, but they will step into it, especially if it's something they believe in. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is a really fun one for me because I love Harry Potter so much. Um, if you could do me a huge favor and give me a rating, a five-star rating, a review, that would mean the world to me. Go ahead and screenshot this and share it. And I just, I hope you are loving these as much as I am to really dig into your Enneagram types and numbers. And I have some fun content coming up over the next couple weeks and I'm just really excited. I'm excited for February and all that's to come. On the next episode of the Enneagram Mom, we'll be talking about wounded messages of each Enneagram type.